You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Joining you on a reaction episode. And this episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And of course, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. He's the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, we are here reacting to well, Duchendorf Cup disappointment as the Red Raiders fall on the road. 20-13, to 13, the final score. Plenty to get into as we kick off the week with you tomorrow. But here today, a few specific things to get into. We'll run down our keys to the game lists. Chris had one. I had one. Tweeted it out there at Locked On Tech or on X, whatever we do there these days. We'll recap and see what standard we met, maybe what we fell short on, but of course, Chris, beyond the game, uh, we'll start our conversation here today with just extreme frustration and uh, feeling for now your former QB1, Tyler Shuck, who suffers a gruesome injury, somehow guts it out to remain on the field for another play, but then we see him carted off, and man, knowing everything that's gone into the Tyler Shuck football story, just really feeling for that guy and uh, thinking about things obviously well beyond football when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, that that part, regardless of what anybody's preference was on what QB you wanted or whatever, I mean, I, I just that, – that that part is just uh, – it's a gut punch um, just to see a kid kind of go out like that. Um, it, it's not good. I think it's been reported uh, quite a bit already. You know, it looks, appears to be broken. Um, I think that, you know, that's a season ender, um, I, I think. Um, so – uh, and the, the, you know, just the the replay, the video. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those deals where it's just, it just sucks, man. Um, and I and I know people probably don't care about that part, but he was extremely uh, respected in the locker room by how seriously he took all of this, how hard he works at it, how much he puts into it, and this is just going to be, you know, like the. You know, the, the one thing you remember is that he just never had a full season here, you know, and I think that he gets, um, and deservedly so, uh, gets a ton of credit for the four-game win streak last year, and he was Texas Bowl MVP and all those things, but uh, just just abruptly comes to an end, uh, just like that, and and the dynamics of your season change, uh, too, uh, because now all of a sudden Barron is in the is in the mix and he finished the game up. I would guess it's his season now, but he didn't finish that game healthy either. I don't think, uh, I don't know if there's anything serious there or if it's just minor, but you know, he was, you know, wincing pretty much uh, as he warmed up most of the latter part of the second half and, and just trying to kind of gut it out. And he was able to finish the game. And, and again, maybe it's just, uh, he got dinged up and he'll be fine or maybe he won't be. I, I don't, I don't really know, but it, it just, it changes the dynamics of your team because now, 
now you went from like, okay, you've got a nice one-two punch and, um, and now you, you've got uh, a guy with some experience and then you have no experience behind him whatsoever uh, because you have Jake Strong and then the name of Will Burns uh, who's on your team. That would be the, you know, I guess theoretically the third string guy or, I mean, I guess the backup if, if there's any scenario where Barron can't, can't play in a game. So, uh, wow. Um, and it was just a miserable day in Morgantown. The result was miserable. The weather was miserable. Um, you know, <clears throat> your, con- your third down conversion rate was miserable. I mean, it just was a rough day. Yeah, all the way around. And, man, it gets really, really interesting with that QB room. We spent so much time talking about uh, over the offseason. But uh, you mentioned some names there, and you mentioned possibly uh, a hobbled Morton leaving that game, at least to an extent. But it, it's his show now, Chris. And nobody, you know, whether you wanted to see a change or not, nobody wants to see a change come over, come about as a result of this. And I don't think there's any way to leave the Tyler Shuck era, if we are indeed leaving it for good, uh, without respecting what that guy brought as a Red Raider uh, each and every day. And when you think about, again, the number of bounce backs we've already got in the rear view, and I have no doubt we'll have another one here for him personally as he moves on with his life. But uh, not only returning to the fold, but being impactful when he did return. And therein, as a result, I think, like you said there, you know, commanding a lot of respect uh, for his teammates, and and I would only echo that as a fan because you could never question uh, the dude's toughness or his commitment uh, to trying to be a Red Raider. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think, uh, and it's just uh, it's just like he, I'm sure he feels like he's just snake bit. Um, just feels like can't can't uh, have have any good luck go his way, and. Uh, you know, I I, I I really felt like, you know, because last year, if you go back to last year, even with the offense in general, and it was Donovan that was that was a part of this part, but, you know, they, they had kind of been semi, you know, average on offense last year. And then it was like the game four where they really kind of started to put some things together against Texas last year. And I, you know, they were really good on fourth down in that game, as we documented. And I thought that you were kind of okay. You're, you're at some point you're going to start to get on track and, and get some rhythm to you. And it's just a shame that he's not going to get a chance uh, to do that. Now it's now it's Barron's uh, opportunity, possibly, uh, to 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 roll through uh, that. But yeah, Tyler, man, it's just, uh, um, I, and I don't know if if there's a break with an ankle or fibula. I think as has been reported. I don't know what the timetable on that is, but I don't think you're playing football the rest of this season. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it just that's just not how you want to see it go, man. I don't care what your personal thoughts are on anything or preferences. You just don't want to see somebody yeah. uh, go down like that because it and, and and it's a shock to the system when teammates uh, see something like that too. And, and like, it's just never good when you immediately, you, you see them call for the cart like immediately. Um, and regardless of who's out there uh, or what the situation is, it's kind of like the young man with, uh, with Tarleton the week before, man. And when it gets, uh, you know, football's rough and, and guys do get hurt. That's part of it. But man, you just never want to see them have to cart somebody off, especially so, you know, somebody that's so important. Cause I mean, it happened uh, two years ago in Austin, um, and you feel like, okay, maybe you're going to have a chance here. And and he goes into the end zone and, and just dove in for a touchdown, and then but he, he cracked his collarbone 
and then that game just kind of got sideways with you. I think when just everybody's you weren't mentally tough enough then. I thought you battled back a bit yesterday and got behind Baron and all that in, in a very winnable game. You just couldn't get over the hump. But yeah, just you know, and I know a lot of those guys that they didn't like the result. Nobody, nobody likes the result. But yeah, I think you, you, you're you were a lot of thoughts were with Tyler Shuck uh, yesterday and will continue to be. I mean, he's not. He he's going to be fine. It's just the uh, football part is is uh is over for a bit yeah no question about it man sickening stuff uh to consider there as far as uh the adversity that he's gonna have to deal with once again but unfortunately or fortunately i don't know what way you want to call it he has practiced in this area uh so i have no doubt he'll be able to handle it in the right way and, and bounce back in whatever way uh that looks like we also have some actual football conversation that might turn your stomach as well so stay tuned that's coming up next as chris and i's keys to the game are under further review up ahead on locked on texas tech first today's episode brought to you by linkedin jobs and these days every new hire can feel like a huge gamble and when we're talking about your livelihood or your business that's not ideal but never fear that's where linkedin comes in to save the day by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free, all on one easy to use and secure platform. So head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college to take advantage of their simple but specific targeting tools, allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go well beyond just resume data by using insights from your job posts and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anybody else. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. A bad hire could sink your ship, but just the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And that's just one reason why it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college and post your job for free today it's so easy a pac-12 commissioner could do it at linkedin.com slash locked on college to post that job for free today with linkedin jobs terms and conditions apply Glad to have you along for the ride on locked on texas tech reaction episode as the red raiders fall to the Mountaineers of West Virginia back in the LBK to host the Houston Cougars coming up ahead as we'll obviously turn this or turn the page this week. Hope you'll join us throughout the week on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts for that. Before we're out of here on this episode, however, under under review with Chris and I's keys to the game, we kick them out there on Twitter at Locked On Tech if you haven't followed us yet. Let's see how they did, Chris. We will begin with your keys to the game. Now, to recap, if you haven't seen these before, Chris had a couple of really good ideas. Stop or limit the West Virginia ground game. Don't give them anything cheap, whether turnovers or special teams. You get the idea. And also improve your third down success rate from a week ago where you were six for 14. So, Chris, you see it there on the screen. I've included, for those not watching on YouTube, what the reality turned out to be. So number one, stopping or limiting the West Virginia ground game. At the end of the day, you wind up, and these are sack-adjusted totals, 40 attempts, 163 yards, four yards per attempt, got into the end zone one time on the ground. Of course, some of this involved the quarterback doing it himself as well. 
I don't know how you feel, Chris, but I certainly felt like the defense gave you a winning effort, whether specifically against the ground game or overall. Not saying it's pretty, but I think you did enough to survive that. You didn't really just get steamrolled. I didn't feel like at least. How'd you see it? Yeah, you know, I, I think the one surprising part is how much Mark Yole was involved in that, those rushing totals. I think he, what, netted, I don't know, close to 70, 80 yards rushing on just a couple of, uh, you know, he, he got loose a couple of times. It just kind of backbreaker type stuff. I just wasn't expecting him to necessarily be as big a part of it uh, because, you know, your your other quarterback over there is, is, in a, is in a boot and wasn't available in an emergency situation. But I thought, I thought traditionally, I thought you, you, you did a good job on Donaldson. He had some nice runs in the first half, but was bottled up largely in the second half. And I think that we were all surprised at how much they threw it uh, at the end of the game and especially in situations. And maybe they, they assumed that you were, you were thinking run, and so you you felt like okay, we got some man to man coverage out there. And then they threw it some, but I thought, yeah, I thought you 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 limited their their ground game uh, for the most part. Um, and, and and the the part like the key number two there, um, I yeah. thought as good as the defense played, this is where they they you know because they had the 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 plus two and the turnovers. You, you offensively, you don't turn it over at all. And I thought, man, if you tell me right now, man, you know you have a plus two in the turnover margin, I would have felt like you know you 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 get away <laughs> with a with a win. You only converted those two turnovers into three points, but it was the there were some bad penalties or untimely penalties. Joey had had an issue with uh, some of them. After the game is over, he kind of spoke about that just a bit. But he, I think, yep. he pointed to four uh, of those penalties uh, were were on third downs that convert to firsts um, and give the you know keep drives alive for West Virginia. And that was really a you know bad pass interference penalty. You, you had just kind of a, a face mask. I mean, and, and and a couple of those were on the one of the last drives of the game when I literally stood was standing next to someone and I said, "Man." just be smart here. And then you look up and you have a face mask, 15 yards. <laughs> yeah. And you have a, a ball that's underthrown. And I think it was Baskerville on the play in the end zone. And he just kind of semi runs over the receiver. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, first down or whatever. And you yeah. move the ball closer to the goal line, they ended up scoring a touchdown a few plays later. But th those were it, 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 the, the, the only issue you could have with the defense for the most part, okay, you got let Markiel get loose a few times on the ground game, but you know, just some some bad penalties. And and I, I can't I can't sit here and say bad call, good call, but the, the, it it was what it was, but it allowed drives to stay alive and it hurts you. So you did kind of give them uh some things, so needed to be better there. And then as you see on the last one there, weren't weren't better on third down, were were uh, um it was an all-time bad, and I asked Joey about that after the game. But that that kind of and, – and you were able to convert some fourth downs, uh, thankfully, to, to kind of just make sure you could stay in this game and have a chance to, to win it and throw it in the end zone at the end. But your third downs were just – it was just rough. And I think there was a lot of third and sevens, third and nines, and things like that. And so tougher third downs to complete. It wasn't like you were getting stuffed on runs on third and two um, it was just, you know, incomplete. I mean, and the weather was miserable, whether that plays a part or not. A lot of drops, a lot of missed throws, a lot of a lot, a lot of just missed execution on third downs that that adds to it. But it, it, you're just not good enough to overcome a two for eighteen on third down. I don't care who you're playing in this league. 
And you're right to call it all-time bad. Good grief. I knew it was bad watching the game, but when I went back and looked statistically afterwards, I thought it was a typo. I'm like, this has to be a misprint. Surely it wasn't that bad, but it was. And you're touching on some of what I had on my list. Let's turn the page to my keys to victory. Number one, similar to one of Chris's, no gift-wrapped opportunities for West Virginia. I mentioned in the last two games, you had five giveaways. West Virginia had five takeaways. Simply as it related to the turnover margin, I kind of have to check that box for Tech. They were plus two. The offense didn't get a, give it up. Still took a few away, courtesy of Dunlap and, and Ben Roberts with a little help. So I think as far as my number one, I, I got to check that box that you mostly did that. Number two, attack and pressure. Red shirt freshman QB in his first career start, Chris. And I don't necessarily feel like you did that consistently. Statistically, only one sack to show for it. Zero quarterback hurries you were credited with for whatever that's worth. You did create two turnovers in the passing game, and he had an ugly day statistically. It wasn't like he was 12 for 21. So I don't know. I was a little conflicted whether you pulled that off or not. Do you feel like they were really pressuring uh, this guy in his first start? I think he kind of panicked on a few of those interceptions. I'm not sure if you you ultimately like rattled him because he stepped up and made a, some really key throws. Yeah, he did. Uh, it, it, late in the game, and and mi- there was a missed shot that they took late in the game, and I was like, "Whoa, they're 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 going for this." Um, it was just slightly overthrown. Um, he underthrew a guy that was wide open, um, you know, and then it, they they reviewed it, and it, it, it I think it bounced, uh, but it, it it was really close to being a catch, and the, it, that was underthrown. But uh, I thought for the most part he played a pretty good game considering how young he is and considering how he managed it uh, short of the two mistakes that he threw you. Now, one of those was a bad throw. The other one was a was a, a tip, so it's not really yeah. on him. And I think you could even argue that those statistics, those, those tipped interceptions should be counted as a fumble on the wideout, not on the quarterback. But, yeah. um, you know, he uh, – yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you really rattled him, uh, and I, I just I thought he was a lot more useful with his legs than I was expecting him to be because it's widely known that Garrett Green was the runner, uh, but Markiel certainly stepped up, and I thought if anything that was his best attribute at times yesterday. Yep. was the ability to kind of get loose on you a little bit and and sneak down the field on a, on a couple of times and move the chains. Man, really got to credit him. I, I was impressed with his toughness and, and some of his composure as the game went on because they weren't really ever able to pull away. So what you were doing was always high stakes uh, as you tried to keep a lead, which obviously they eventually did. Uh, but I, I certainly want to credit him and credit West Virginia overall because uh, I, I was impressed, even though it wasn't always pretty, I was impressed with some of what he was able to do in his first career start. And yeah, you see the stomach turning one there at number three. I mentioned third downs as well, just like Chris. I went a little bit different route, Chris, just saying I'd like to see better first down production to improve your third down odds. And what I listed in those keys was that against Wyoming and Oregon, you needed on average 7.1 and 8.2 yards on third down. That is tough sledding for any team. Well, this time around, you already know you went two for 18 on third down. And Chris alluded to this. You got really no better as far as what was needed on third down. On average, it was 7.9, almost eight yards you needed to gain. What did you gain on third down? On average, 2.8. So nowhere near. And that's why you wind up two for 18. And for those interested, your first down production 
around 4.6 average yards you were gaining there on each first down, 5.3 whenever you were running the ball, 4.1 whenever you're passing the ball. I don't feel like that's that bad of a number, Chris, but either way, you still were unable to put yourself um, in favorable third down situations. That's what every team in the country wants to do, you know, so I'm not acting like this is some third down curse, but yeah, man, all time bad to see that number two for 18 at the end of the day. And that's why you were sitting here uh, in large part as a one and three football team. So a whole lot to process still as we get into the week and turn the page to a home opportunity against Houston. Hope you'll join us once again tomorrow as we do that. And obviously, Chris, it's already been an interesting quarterback conversation this season, and it gets a lot more interesting for some wrong reasons as we head into the week and you turn to the next man in line. So should be interesting to watch and see what happens, man. Thanks for the time. Uh, as always, glad you made it back to the LBK. Enjoyed this conversation, even though it wasn't a whole lot of enjoyable content <laughs> to converse about. Uh, but we're going to do it again tomorrow. Chris, thanks for the time as always, man. You bet, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And join us tomorrow as we kick off the week right back here on Locked On Texas Tech.